Um, Who are you? People? No, so let's talk about therapists for a second. So yeah. you, b- before we went live, you were you were talking about what what is a therapist, Armstrong? I I can't really give you. Do you know what actually this description of a therapist? Because I don't. I I personally, this is what I say. You have to know who you are before you go to a therapist, man. You can't go. Th- a lot of people go through to a therapist because the th- they want the therapist to tell them what's wrong with them. Everybody knows what's wrong with them. People know what what hurts them. Now it may be some deep ingrained stuff that you may just need to talk out loud, and you may need to be given some different ways to to attack that. But it all comes back to you putting the work in. And a lot of times what people do is they use therapy as a crutch not to do the work. And they go to this person and they already have an idea in mind of what they think they should already be being told. And when that therapist doesn't tell them that, they'll just go to another therapist until they're told what they want to be told. And then they're in this perpetual cycle of therapy. I know people that's been in therapy for 40 years, man. And I'm like, what what is this? Like, you're supposed to be getting better. Like, this isn't supposed to be a perpetual thing, like a crutch. People do therapy like they do Medicare. It's like, instead of it being this thing to help you get better, it's this thing that's a crutch for you now. It's so you can keep doing wrong and somebody patching you up so you can constantly do wrong. That's what therapy is for a lot of people. Oh, I did this. I'm going to come dump this on you emotionally, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to fill it back up, and I'm going to come to you. I'm dumping this on you emotionally. I'm come fill, and that's, it, it, it becomes a perpetual it's thing. The, it's modern-day confessional. Is what you're saying exactly? It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a dump. It's a toilet. It's a, it's a spiritual toilet, but, emotional but, toilet. So what you're suggesting, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that going to therapy should be a lot more like physical therapy. Yeah, yes. like six months. Yeah, yes. Where it's like you get in there and you 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 solve the problem that you can't solve on your own. I've never away- had more than ten consecutive sessions. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I am with a therapist now. I am in my seventh session, but I'm at most once a month, and a lot of it is just to get. It's literally to get through the stuff that is like I can't figure out about mm-hmm. myself. Like I literally can't. It's it's. But it's, it takes even time before I've given them enough of a story where they even understand what the fuck I'm trying to ask for. Like I get it because some people like, I I'm an insightful person. Some people can tell me something, can say something to me. And they look at it this way. And I can see it in five different ways that they can't see it. So you you reframe things for people. That's what pretty much therapists are. You're reframers. Oh, did you look at it this way? Oh, I didn't even look at it that way. I don't have to feel that way. No, you don't have to feel that way. Because if you look at it this way, then this is this and that, that, that. They're like, okay, well, I'll go do this. A lot of people don't go do that second part. They, they, they're lazy. They got in that spot because they're lazy. They didn't take control of their life, and they got out of control. I'm, they, Go ahead. No, I'm just preparing. Sorry. Just, that's just how I am. <laughs> I'm very strict on personal responsibility of who you are. Yes, your parents fucked you up. All of our parents fucked us up. They didn't know what they were doing either. They did the best they could with who they were. But eventually, we all know. We all know this. Everybody across the board is like, everybody's fucked up. But a lot of this is the thing. This is the problem. 
as long as people are financially stable, they don't look at themselves as fucked up. The problem, they have to hit a wall before they realize they're fucked up. But a lot of people out here financially stable. They're stable for the most part, but they're emotionally abusive. They're spiritually abusive. They're doing all these little things that's real fucked up. But because they're doing what they're supposed to do, we disregard those little things. So how much of of this do you... So let me preface this. Two-income family. Both my parents worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad mostly. My mom off and on, but my dad mostly. Mom. Mom. So single, largely single income. Um, in your cases, single parent upbringing. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Okay, so that's an entirely different, but that, that kind of falls close to, like, I would say other way around. Two income family calls falls close to single income because single parent, where it's, that's not a thing. That what? We- Explain that. That didn't make any sense to me. If you have, if you're grown up, grow up in a environment where there are two parents and one of them is around all the time and one is working, okay, okay. that, that is sort of like that American ideal, right? Where you are raised, mm. your mom's always around or I guess. in a new world. Now it might be your dad's always around because the mom's the breadwinner, however you want to look at it. So that's one end of it. The other end of that is single parent, single income. Meaning, the majority of their income for your two pa- your mothers in this case was money they earned. They weren't getting, you know, money from the estranged father or anything that made them wealthy enough to not have to work. And then in between those two is two parents that both work in order to make the money that needs to be made, and therefore. That scenario is closer to a single parent than it is to a dual parent in that respect. Yeah, that's what you're saying. That's what I meant by uh, that. In time spent with child, yes. Correct. And that's what I mean because we're talking about... But it's a completely up- different upbringing. But oh, yes, yeah. 100%. It's not yeah. the same. It's, I'm just saying once it's closer to this side of that spectrum. There's that's a all parallel. I'm saying. And so, but there's something to be said about like in a... Like the generation behind us was largely family, like two parents, one, there wasn't divorce. There were two parents. One did all the work. One did all the home stuff, mm-hmm. child raising and yeah. so on. So That's you my have, parents did, yeah. You have a consistent and, you know, a consistent interaction in your life. It may not be, but it, it defines you. It, it keeps you away from some of the pitfalls of like, I had to figure this out on my own. We're of a generation and even the generation just behind us that came up after divorce was like largely a thing where single family, single parent households were largely a thing other than when, you know, like he was off to war and got killed. You had a generation of kids that started to grow up. They started to they started to lose faith in those type of relationships and they started to have to fend for themselves because the parents weren't around or the parents weren't even paying attention to them because they were going through these things. And so there's certain life lessons that you, you don't learn. You learn a lot of different ones that make you strong, Mm -hmm. but there's a certain set that you don't learn that have a lot to do with like insecurity, how to deal with like, you know, some people talk about like, how do you love someone when they're, you, you never had a, a vision of what even that looks like. 
You know, there's like things where it's like I was never exposed to that because that wasn't part of my day to day life. Sure. So when you look at where mental health is these days, I think, in my opinion, a lot of it comes from where you start and what what strength is given to you by the generation before you, by your parents more specifically. And in, in there were times where, like I cited, like in World War Two, um, the the husband dies. Largely what would happen there, and there was obviously, this was kind of the beginning of that in the modern sense, is that you would have a stepfather or a community come to help support the raising of those children, and then it became the bad stepfather, and then it became, you know, and then it became all kinds of bad, but there was a time where it was like, yo, Mary's husband died, and she's got two kids, and they would rally around Help that family out. Help that wife, that widow out so that the kids had... Yeah, but that's when people still had a sense of community, James. No one gives well, a that, fuck about that now. You're, you're, that's also correct. But that's but why I'm that, saying like, we're that generation or we're one of those first generations that experiences that sort of family life very differently. But that sense of community thing is also it played out with that whole deterioration of everybody going to work and then you didn't have these people at home because when you had these people at home those were the people those were the the structure of the community because those were people that were interacting with people at work when everybody's at work everybody's at work now you have all these work cultures there's no more home and community cultures there's these work cultures that are dictating a lot of opinions and things of that nature because when you go to the work that's where your opinion is like oh now i'm being you can get fired for your opinion now so the whole thing now it's it the, the home is is gone now so but that's why i'm into you know what i'm saying uh multi couple families now because you need to have somebody at home you need to have a basis under this because this is going to fall up above this all this is going to fall all this good stuff we got now is going to fall so you have all those that that base of of your community there. So when this falls, those people are there. Like, okay, we've been taking care of the homes. Like I told you, I've been to communities to where I'm I'm finding everybody's gonna grow my vegetables, my fruit, give me my meat, all this stuff around me. So if things go out to where shit can't be imported, I'm fine because I've made those structural community uh, relations that will sustain me when all of this structure goes down. So. I have a, a very good friend that I don't agree with on in a lot of things. Mm. Um, but he lives in, he was one of the first people I ever met that was in a functioning poly universe. I'm not even going to say in a relationship because it's beyond that. Mm. Like he is married. He has a wife. His wife has a partner. He has several partners. But the the key there is that the point of all of this is to raise all their respective children correctly. Yes. Yep. So like he doesn't work really. He gets contract gigs here and there, but his primary job is to help make sure a stable home he cooks. He makes sure that the fucking kids are handled and trained and taught yep. and all this. And it's part of like a much larger community. And some I of like how live James in. equates family to dogs. I mean, you don't train your children; you raise your children. Same no, thing. That's a little both. That's semantic. No. That's semantic. No. That's semantic. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. See, that's what I get in trouble when I say you train your woman. When I say I trained Carrie to be how I wanted to be, I trained her. You can say raised her or reared her or whatever well, words you want to use. And a hundred percent, because women have been using this term 
about like I have to train my man like to cook oh, yeah. and yeah. clean and all this. They've been using that. So training a human is a thing. Yeah, that's a semantics thing. Yeah, we're, we're trained, conditioned. There's whatever tra- word you want to use. Yeah. Con- condition. We'll use condition. Sure. That's a nice word. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it that. We'll give it condition. Similar, <laughs> same application. Exactly. Same but, thing. But the point is, is that like when I started embarking into that territory, he was a great fucking resource because he's seen the worst of it. Yeah. Like he'd experienced it. And as much Dude. as I failed at it re- still, like in my first foray at it, like he was the one that kind of tried to guide me, but I had to make my own mistakes. Yeah. But he, but looking at his community, it's like he, it's, it's not even a family. It's a fucking community. Hey, that's what, that's what me and Carrie want. But that's why I'm conditioning Carrie so she can be ready for all the pitfalls because I see the pitfalls out there. Like I'm in all in these these like poly or these like they call them tribes now. Yep. These tribe groups and they have the same problems you have in single relationships because you're just trying to do it because it's a thing to do. You don't have any real idea of what you're trying to do it. You're doing it maybe for the 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 vanity of it, the celebrity of it, the sexual aspect of it. It's no real... Because your girlfriend wants to do it. And that's the thing. It's a lot of these popped up. It's a lot of these... That's fucking truth. And it's just, that's a bad demographic, and people got to fail at it. People gotta, but don't get me wrong. I don't, Let me say this. I think a mature woman can have men. It will be a different type of problem. She'll have a different type of problem because men are confrontational. We are challenging. We, and competitive. Competitive. So she's going to have to be able to litigate that. I believe that uh, there are, like I treat, I tell Carrie, I'm like, you're in charge. Because if Carrie wants to go out there and get some dick, I tell her, it's just dick. If you let this motherfucker dickmatize you, you weak. You know what I'm saying? So I let her know you're in charge. So if you get two motherfucking dudes and these motherfuckers get into it, you got to be the motherfucker that has went through that enough to know how to break that down. It's just a different set of problems. And if a woman can approach it that way, she can learn how to do it. And and I, I kind of agree with that. And I think that that there's a side of it that at least that I went through that I've understood a lot of men go through is because we're also conditioned to be the be all end all for a woman. So you got to get that out of that. That's, that's, and that's, that's and that's the biggest thing is that you're like the if you just play it on the surface level, it's like how could I ever expect to be the be all end all of any human? Mm-hmm. That's like Hamill and I are friends, and he's not allowed to be friends with anybody else See, because I'm enough of a friend for him. Because there's and there's an ego that's associated to. So you can say, hey, some women be like, dude, I I. I love you, and you know what? I also want other dick, and I want to have other friends, and those other friends have dicks, and that's a thing. Like, who gives a shit? You know, it's like the security and be like, well, I'm offering her a little... There's something about me, about what I offer her Mm. that is better than what they do, but I don't give a fuck. If she wants to go catch dick, go be friends with people. That's fine, but it takes a while to get there as a guy. you You got to be the shit, James. I'm the shit, James. I work on being the shit. So I'm like this. Go find another motherfucker that's the shit. I hope that was a clean drop because I want that forever. <laughs> I'm the shit, James. I work on being the shit. I, I do. So my thing I is like, I work on being awesome. That's what I'm saying. I'm people, starting to. I'm people starting to. don't do daily maintenance on their personality, on who they are, physically, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, all these things to be a better person. They just want to be loved for the inadequate motherfuckers they are. No, I do the daily shit to be a cool motherfucker. So I go out to her. This thing about Carrie. 
Carrie's a very cute little girl. She can go out and get every man, any man she wants, just for being fucking cute. So I know she has no problem getting men, but I know how women, she don't, she can't, she can go out there and get every man, but she ain't going to go out there and get every man. She may go out there and get one. She may get two. Fuck, I'll give her three, but that's it. I can go fuck three bitches in one day. Well, there's also the security in that when you start to open a relationship in that respect is that at the end of the day, you get to be picky and choosy about what you want to get into, both men and women, because it's just like, yeah, what do I got invested in you? Nothing. What I want from you right now is a great conversation and get my dick wet and, you know, we'll see where it happens from there. You know, like it could just be like, hey, you're cool. We can be friends. But at the you're not reliant on that situation. A lot of people that go out and like try to meet women are re, not re, they don't have anything else that makes them secure in that. Exactly. But when you're with somebody, you're just like, well, the outcome of this matters the, exactly zero. This is what I tell Jake about that. I'm like, Jake is insecure. But I'm like, do you know you do something that 99% of the rest of the motherfucking world refuse to do? You, you get up on stage, you tell jokes. That right there makes you cooler than the majority of the rest of the motherfucking world. So you should walk around with your chest poked out like, what, bitch? You can't do what nope. I do. I don't give and a fuck how big your titties I, are. I sit here in this room with the three of you, and I'll tell you for a fucking fact, I could not do what any of you do. Getting up on a stage terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah, but, like, uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead I'll, I, I'll give you a, a little add-on to that. Uh, I'm not saying I'm there. But I'm in. I'm. I'm going in the right direction. I can feel it. In my soul. My body. <laughs> All right. What but you like, got? no. But like, what you're saying is correct. I. I yeah. Like I. I'm insecure. I'm insecure as fuck. Like I can't. Like uh, when you said uh, the stutter. Th- this was in my head all day long. When you said that the stutter thing was because I was unconfident. That's why I have a stutter. Mm-hmm. So, pe- for like the past, like since basically since we did mushrooms, my fucking birthday, I've like changed as a human. It's fucking crazy. But like I'm actually able to talk to people and not be like duh, 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 like I, I all that you. shit. Yeah. And this motherfucker tried to jump down my throat. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yup, you did. You, you did. You did. You tried you did. to jump down my throat. That was the night you were super hammered and got a little weird. <laughs> no, no quite, like the, no. quite the contrary. Where that came out was me saying that the only reason that he does that is because when you get amped up about something and he's got his argument he's confident in that and he fucking goes at it and that was the point that i made that night i agreed with you because it's like when he's hasn't doesn't have a solid thought where he's then he stutters like i do and and that's where that came from you came at him would be like you're an insecure motherfucker that's why you stutter and i was like hold the fuck on wait semantics (laughs) a little bit yeah uh, no, you know, I'm not going to argue the dumb shit you said. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. Go for it. Uh, I believe that it is directly related to insecurity. Not for the same reason he believes it, but if you're confident about something, if you believe something, you're going to say something, right? Yeah. But if you're just trying to spout something out that you're not confident about, that's a sign of insecurity. Okay, I'll agree with that. Um, as a as a universal black and white, I, you're 100 percent right. The way that I'm I'm envisioning it, and I'm not really explaining it well because of my un- incompetence of what the fuck I'm trying to say, is you don't have a fully developed connection. You know where you're trying to get you because you know this point. 
but you're down here at level one and you're like, what is the ways that I get here? And both Hamill and I do it. Hell, everybody in this room kind of does it where you take that pause and be like, all right, hold on. I got to connect dots like in a second. We all do it. And it's like some of us, Armstrong will just stop. He'll just be like, hang on. He stutters. I stutter when I do that. Or I meander around until I find where I was going to begin with. You kind of do the same thing. It's probable. So it's not it, it's it's if you have a cogent argument, you know what you're coming at it but with, it's also, and that's confidence. But it's but this it's also confidence to just stop too. Yeah. Cause it's it's just like you told me when I first started doing radio, I wasn't confident doing radio. So I used to always want to feel silent air with time. But with confidence, you just like I don't need to feel that air. I can just let it sit there and let my brain work and wait for the right moment to do the right thing. And that's all I do. But it's also, like I say, it's a skill. Social, I'm very good at social interaction because I've always, I've been, I used to just do it, you know what I'm saying, unconsciously. But then I train myself consciously to be aware of the cues to do this or that. People are like, how do you say the shit you say and get away with it? Because I know how to, I know how to build up to something crazy, say it, and then de-escalate if it is, you know what I'm saying, whatever. I know how to do all that. It's one of the things, and you keyed on something that's very big for me when it comes to doing radio, podcasts, etc. Is one conflict is always great. Like it doesn't need to be like fistfights, but like a good fucking argument where people genuinely disagree on a point is fucking fantastic. That's step one. Step two is that when you're talking and you have a good point and you need to pause and think about it, everybody else should let you get there because anybody listening should be on you like. What's he, wh like, where's his thought process going? So there's no harm in radio to just not, not even addressing it. Everybody in the room should be like, instead of trying to like, oh, he stopped talking for half a second, let me punch in. Like, mm -hmm. let that thought develop because chances are the people listening are following that thought along. They're yeah. processing with you. They're coming to their own conclusions, yeah. wondering where your conclusion is going to come out. They're invested. Like, those are two big things. It's like dead air. The only reason to be afraid of dead air is if all of a sudden the fucking mics go out or it's been 30 seconds and there's like zero audio and we're talking. We're like, why is it going? That's the only dead air that's bad air. Most of the time, it is cliffhanger material. People are, what's going to happen? What? How is it going to challenge the way I've been thinking yeah. parallel to what's been said? What? Go ahead, Bear. Hi, Bear. Why are you explaining what we already know, James? <laughs> that was, he mentioned it, and it's for it's sure. And it, it made perfect sense, and then you just expanded on it for like five minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but poetically, yeah. No, so shut but, up then. So, uh, <laughs> like, I'll get. I, I'm I'm making deliveries, right? I'm making deliveries, and like whenever I talk to people, they, I would have a stammer sometimes, you know, especially if they're hot. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. You know, I'd be like, uh, hey, ID, like, <laughs> or something like that, or, you know. But, like, I'm talking, like, I'm just like, hey, what's going on? I'm having conversations with people. Like, there was, a, uh, there was a lady at work that came back. She was gone. She just came back. And I talked to her like a person. It was fucking, what the hell is that? But, but like, we had a conversation. Like, you're telling me about conversations. Like, talk to these people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing lately. Yeah. And it's been working wonders. And, just, yeah. and, and if you notice something, and this is, this is a way, this is a good conversation starter. If you genuinely notice something about a person, even if it's you may think it's whatever, 
just just remark on it. Yeah. Like with some shoes, yeah. this, that, and the other. Like I tell a motherfucker, then you get some long ass toes. You know what I'm saying? But it's a jokingly thing. Because a motherfucker, if you got long ass toes, you know you got long ass toes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. either gonna be insecure about it or you wanna be cool about it or whatever. Or if they got a unique piece of jewelry on, if they got some colorful hair, or they got something that they want the world to see that they've done, you just like, oh, that's cool. What, you know what I'm saying? Are you artistic? What, this, that, and the other. And motherfuckers wanna talk about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially women. That's a good way, good conversation to start with women. Let them talk about themselves. Don't you walk up there like, I'm Jake and I deliver for It's just me, me, me. That's what a lot of dudes do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have this. I have that. Right, I like they're this. just I trying to impress out the gate. Exactly. No. Uh, yeah. How do you get around? Okay, so let's let's talk like hit talking to people. An easy go-to that everybody wants to do is like, what do you do? Yeah. That's like yeah. the easiest question in the world. How do you get around that? How do you never ask that question? Because it is... Who's defined by what they do? Think of a better question, James. You. That's what I'm asking. What's I don't. Be- no, it's not. It's but, not. I can't give you an example of another question. So, like I uh, say, kind of like what he was saying, but on a simpler method. You know what? Almost every woman that works like outside of their home wants to hear on a day. I like your blouse. That's like something my sister would wear. Because then it associates to you, like, A, you acknowledge the blouse that they picked for the day. Mm-hmm. B, there's a reason that you appreciate it. You're not just coming off like a pervert. Dude, that shit will make almost, like, easily nine out of ten women just smile. Just light the fuck up. Yeah. And it didn't cause you any drama. It didn't cause you any headache. All you had to do was comment something nice about something they were wearing. Because you don't want to be sexy. You don't want to be like, oh, you look good. She knows she looks good. She's told she, everybody's commenting on how she looks because guys think that no, they want to be commenting about their uniqueness. Once upon a time, women wanted to be known for the beauty because they was ugly, but now everybody's beautiful, so everybody knows they're beautiful. So you need something. You need another entrance because if you say you're beautiful, you every other dude that right, says she's beautiful it's, too. Yeah, she did something today to stand out. Look at her, see what that thing is, and then you say, oh, this, that, and the other. Or if she has a little quirkiness to her. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Talk about energy, women. Like, are you giving off a, a, a weird energy today? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Did you have some coffee today? Are you awake today? You know what I'm saying? Ask them something that allows them to talk about themselves and how they feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, like, how do you uh, express yourself? What do you do? Are you artistic? Uh, you have colorful hair. Oh, you have this right here. I'm, a very, I'm into, like, uh, ethnicities and, and, and uh, countries and things of that nature. And I'll be like, oh, you have a a, a very distinct uh, nose bridge, you know. <laughs> where did yeah, your family come? Yeah, like they, they love it yeah. because if they do have that, they know that, and they may be self conscious about that thing. Like I was, I did, I did the show down in Springs, and it was this girl. I didn't even I didn't even know she was a girl. I thought it was a dude, right? Uh, I really I thought it was a dude, but it was just one of those. Like you ever play uh, Zelda? Yes. Look like that. Like you know Zelda, like Link, Link, yeah. Like Where you can't you thought tell Link was Zelda yeah. for the first like yeah. hour when you were a kid. Yes, okay. Look like it. that, exactly like that. Like boyishly cute, but I thought it was a dude, right? I thought it was a boy, like a young boy, but it was a girl. And so I'm fascinated with red hair and green eyes, just because they're unique. They don't, you know, what I'm saying come around. That they're often. double recessive genes. Yeah, I just I'm just fascinated with them. You know, what I'm saying because like I've I've studied the lineage of. Redheads is interesting. I've never did green eyes, but I just like green eyes. So whenever I see them, I'll always remark on them. And I get this was a girl, but it looked like a dude. And so even if it is a girl, look like a dude. You think it's like a 
a, a, a gay, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a gay girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like so, that. but this is like a very effeminate girl, but just looked like a dude. I mean, very cute, but like body was just dudeish. No titties, very just a, a stick, right? And I was up like, oh, are, do you have green eyes? And she was like, yes. She was like, why? And it seemed like she used to get picked on or something. Because I was like, oh, I just find them, like, I just find them fascinating whenever I see them. And she started to tear up because, she, I, like, she never had a compliment like that before. She was like, oh. Right, for the first time she wouldn't get it, picked on for it. It blew yeah. my mind. Like, she was like, oh, no, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I really yeah, it, appreciate it. Yeah, it wasn't like you, yeah, it wasn't like you were there to pick on her. You like, yeah. you showed interest. Yeah. Like, and oh, it wasn't sexual either. It was, yeah, a, it yeah, was yeah. a legitimate honesty of just being intrigued by that person for being that person. Like, you can get like that, you know what I'm saying? But that's just being interested in things like that. Who the hell is that? Karen Gillian. That's uh, my favorite I redhead. I love redheads. She plays Nebula in the Marvel movies. I lost my virginity to a redhead, uh, actually. I didn't know at the time she, her hair was that pink, but... My first wife, or actually my ex-wife, because I'll never get married again. <laughs> my ex-wife was a redhead. <coughs> trying to get me one, man. I like I've had black redheads, man. They fucking ridiculous. <coughs> really? But yeah, black redheads present as cherry blondes. It's like a reddish blondish type of color, kind of like <laughs> Carrie's hair is now. Have you seen Carrie? Yeah. This kind of like that. I love them redheads. Yeah, but I want me. I want me a white one. I'm, I I I work with one, but I don't, I can't do work. So I'm trying to find me one out in the environment. I see them everywhere now. Because that's what you're thinking about. I, exactly. I it's like it when there. you start thinking about a new car you want, you start seeing see the cars there. you're researching everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, dude. I and now you're like, oh, I want to check out a redhead. But but the so universe like, provides. So statistically, real, like, legit redheads are usually pretty pasty white. Yeah. So you're talking yeah, I translucency. Want I want, yep, I want the paste white ones. <laughs> because they thick. They thick. Dude. I, most of them I see, they got, four, they got shape. Yeah, man. They got shape, man. They are thick, nice thick, or toned. You don't or see. You don't, yeah. You, like y yeah. I, yeah, they're yeah. nice, and it is funny because the they, they're they're actually their red hair is curly. I didn't know that. It's naturally usually, curly. Yeah, usually. they straighten it. Because yeah. it's like now I'm running to all these dudes, like these fat, big redhead dudes, but they got these big curly froes, like huge. I'm like, what the fuck? Like just everywhere. But I didn't know that. I'm like, that's also cool. Like Carl, uh, Kyle Borlowski. That's how. Borlowski. See, carrot tops hair ain't as curly and, and red. Eh? Is that guy still yoked? That guy got so yeah, big I for a while. So. You know why he got yoked, right? Well, well, I'm assuming people were making fun of him. Now, he was at a college, basically, but he was at a college show somewhere in like New York, like where all those nice college, like uh, what's uh, the ones like the. Uh, hey, he's at a college show. College show in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently he got jumped after the show. And after that, he was like, fuck that. I'm going to get ripped. The guy's got dick root and everything. It's fucking insane. Look at that V. <laughs> Look at that V. Yeah, yeah. Call it a dick root. <laughs> now, here's a question. I like yeah. cum gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Can he fight, though? Like, Ooh, he's yoked, but has he, like, learned a martial art I, or, like, taking so. a Zumba lesson? Yeah. You're like... Something. Because I've seen really yoked out guys just get fucking whooped yeah. because they're slow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can lift 500 pounds, but I can see your punch coming real, from Kansas, Real bodybuilders are very, very flexible because they work the underlying muscles and everything. You got these dudes that's just, they're working the sexual muscles. They got the big chest, the big arm. They look like bodybuilders, but they're walking around like this. They can't move. Real bodybuilders can do splits. They can do all sorts. They're very, very flexible. 
I would. I, that's the if you ever seen a, a show, they show their flexibility. It's a part of them. They they have a flexibility routine. That's true. So the, certain poses require that you like you have, have you, you're showing your flexibility because uh, you as a normal adult try to do the poses they do. And you're gonna uh, hurt yourself. You're gonna hurt yourself. You're not gonna be able to do most of. And they do splits. They do everything. Trust me, real bodybuilders are flexible. You see the, the dudes that just be in the gym. Did you can see these motherfuckers? They're pumped, but there's no definition. They're just big masses. They're of made muscle. to just do this. Yeah, exactly. Masses uh, of muscle. So <laughs> I'm just like, good on him. That takes a lot of discipline to get in that kind of shape. Yeah. But can he do yeah. anything with it? Hopefully. Probably not. Uh, I, I hear Google he's pretty it. Can, good at can prop he comedy. Yeah. Prop comedy is the worst comedy. Like I want to get into some. I want to get into a martial arts now. Like I want to legitimately learn and actually. Yeah, what martial arts you interested in? I don't know. I just I want to do something to where I can legitimately get to a point to where. Oh, this motherfucking gymnast. Or is that? I Photoshop? feel like that's, that's super that's, Photoshop. That's gotta be. Man. I'm gonna be he completely looks, honest. Yeah, he looks too. Yeah, he looked too. Cause awesome. that hair is even moving. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looked weird. Like that was just. I'm like, no, yeah, no. This is about. I think. Everything I can find of him, it's him. Well, well, watching. He, he might. Uh, I don't think that's him. I think that might be him. That or it's the guy that that shot I got up a, the Earth Theater. One of two. I got a buddy. I he um, <laughs> we was in the military together. He's an MMA fighter, Neil Magny. He actually, do the UCF. UFC. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I worked with a guy who tried it. He did it. He was like 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 very very like. Open micer level of UFC, like he was, you <laughs> uh -huh. know, and he told me a story about how like this one dude came out and he beat the shit out of him real quick because all he knew was what, what's that fucking Brazilian like dance fight shit? Uh, uh that that Kumite? Yeah, I think it's Capuan. Capuan. He didn't like but, Capoeira. But, but, no, that's an animal. But like, it's it's not like you even hit the guy. You just dance around. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you hit no, a lot of kicking. Yeah, it's it's no. That, yeah. If anything you know how to do is is effective if you know how to do it. Yeah, but like that guy got his what? But he whooped the dude. He whooped that guy's ass. But then he told me he goes, "There's two things I couldn't do. It was uh, that I didn't like getting punched in the stomach, and hit, and knocking shins." He goes, "You do that to me in the fight, I'm done." And it happened to him. Both things happened to him in like the first ten seconds, and then he got blasted in the face. And he showed me the fucking photo of his eye. Holy shit! His whole eye was black, like from like the top of the eyebrow, like all the way to almost to where like the nose ends. And the, you know, it was that big of a fucking bruise. Man, look, he the, got knocked off. Then he's like, "I'm done." <laughs> like the worst black I ever seen. I used to when I was in the military. I used to hang with these two uh, country dudes. They used to like to fight. They just that was their thing. They was bar fighters. They go out, get hammered, and throw a chair or do something dumb just to get in the fight. One day we was at this club. We outside the club. They didn't get in the fight. I don't want to fight. I was going to my car. I got a girl, my buddy Morgan. It's a dude that comes out of the club. It looked like a movie. He took his shirt off. My buddy is fighting some other dude, right? I see it happen, but I don't think it's going to happen the way it's like like a movie does. Yeah, like, hey, I'm, about to, <laughs> like, I'm in. Like, I, I gotta see how this Wait, folds no, out. No, in my imagination, I'm like, it'd be cool if he just came and just, you know, what I'm saying like that'd be cool. And I'm like, but I don't think that's gonna happen. That's too cartoonish, Look, right? This motherfucker took his shirt off and just ran the whole time and just pop. My buddy was just in the air, bah, hit the ground, right? Hopped up though, hopped up, adrenaline. I don't know. Kept fight, right? The next day, we at the SNA. This is where we meet before we do our calisthenics for the morning, right? This motherfucker coming. His whole eye is just is bandaged, right? Dude, he took it off. His shit was hanging out. 
The whole orbit. Oh, all they crack his orbital bone. All of it, because oh. you know you got you got you got you got yeah, the yeah. bottom, you got the top, you got the sides. They fucking cracked it that, with that, that punch. That is what holds the whole eye in place, man. His shit was like you could just cup it in your head. It's just oh, oh fuck man. you. <laughs> that is not the visual I needed. Uh, dude, I was like that was fucking horrible, man. I'm, yeah. I'm saying some of us get hit, but that was probably the worst. It that wasn't the worst looking. But the after effect was the worst I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen some shit that's been ridiculous. Dude, the worst thing I ever saw happen in a fight, I don't know what the after effect was, but I was sitting, I was on Colfax and Sheridan. Mm-hmm. I was uh, westbound Colfax going on to southbound Sheridan. I'm just sitting in the turn lane. Mm-hmm. And these two homeless dudes start fighting over the intersection, over who gets <laughs> to panhandle the intersection. And the one guy's got, he's missing like probably middle of, what's this bone? Forearm. Forearm. Like, middle of his forearm down is gone. No hand or nothing, but he's got a wicked nub there. <laughs> and he grabs this dude by the throat and just starts nubbing him in the ah! face. <laughs> and fucking, I, dude, we sat through two green arrow cycles just watching this fight go down. Like, the car in front of me was not moving, so I was like, fuck it, I can't really go anywhere. Dude, they fought for, like, a solid three minutes before I finally just <laughs> left. But they were, just, dude, just punching each other in the island, in the middle of the intersection. Like, at one point, they splashed into traffic, and, like, the dude with the nub missed and hit a car. I was like, oh, dude, I don't know what a nub feels like, but that can't feel good. I mean, what what are you going to do? <laughs> Homeless. What are you going to do? So, uh, the police got to stop them unless you're going to get out of stop. Oh, yeah. I think the, the worst thing I've ever seen, I've seen a girl get knocked the fuck out, man. But I ca- she kind of deserved it. Because she, I'm what's I, known as a victim blamer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, once again, like I say, when you in the hood, man, you just see shit you don't yeah. see in normal society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm at this fish joint, right? I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm on the west side of Chicago. It's some dudes in the parking lot. Uh, the dudes that was with the main dude, they leave, go inside the restaurant. The other dudes stay outside. A cop full of girls pull up, jump out the car for him, start beating dude ass, right? Just no nothing. Just get out the car, start whooping dude ass. I'm assuming just being, knowing girls, he probably cheated. These some girls that think they bad, they finna whoop his ass for whatever, right? So they jump out the car, whoop his ass real good, so right? Beat him down to the ground. They get back in the car. One of the girls dropped, she had something, a pouch or something that she had on and drop it, right? So... She go back to him, but they think that they beat him down enough to where she can just walk over and grab her shit and get back in the car, right? But this motherfucker hopped up. So she bends down, grabs her shit. When she comes back up, he comes with a hit. It lays her out vertically in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. almost like she hovered there for like a Oh, it's like a cartoon, like gravity <laughs> yeah. defies oh, for a yeah. second. Oh, like, I was like, dude, dude, I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> oh my and this, but this, but this the thing. She was used to being hit like that because she hit the ground, bounced right back up and got in the car. I'm like, oh, she, she's done this before. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been here because that was just too, she took that hit too well because it was clean too, boy. It was pop. Oh, oh no, we, uh, there was, uh, when I was in Jacksonville, we used to always, like, my whole neighborhood would come, because I lived on the west side of Jacksonville, mm. like the nicest, it's a, west side? North side was terrifying, south side was just gentrified, and north side was a beach, or the east side was a beach, but uh, the west side was, was kind of like suburban, in a, but like in a lower middle class kind of way, but we'd all meet at this fucking one area, and this one kid, 
he got blasted in the fucking face like sucker punched and he, when he fell down he broke his arm off off of off of a fire hydrant oh sweet christ and so he went to the, he went to the doctor they fucking casted it up he comes back with the cast and proceeds to knock out four people in that group with the fucking cast he's bitch slapping people with the cast and it's like one of those old school ones so it's like Basically, yeah, like cement. Yeah, it's cement. He's just, and he's just not, and people are trying to fight him. He'll like kick him in the balls and then fucking bitch slap him, like forearm bitch slap him, like right across the face with it. And then they, then someone tackled him. And I'm just standing there playing quarters with some kid, like, you know, like, oh shit. And <laughs> they just tackled the fucking dude and they kicked the shit out of him and he broke his other arm in the process. So now he had two of them. And people, no one fucked with him when he came back with two casts because they were like, oh, this guy has two of them now? No, you're, you're good. You're, we're, we're fine. We're fine. It's like the shittiest and coolest summer ever. Yeah. Like I, you finally earned the fear and respect of your neighborhood, <laughs> but you wasted all summer with two casts in your arms. I got a I got a buddy, man. He in he in jail right now. He been in jail since I think he we was seventeen years old, man. He ain't gonna get out till we till he's sixty something. Jesus. Yeah, right. dude. He went in. What'd he go in for? Murder. Oh, okay. Some like some some fucked up shit, man. I got a buddy that's doing life. But any, anyway, man, he got in this fight with this one dude, man. That's also in jail for murder. But this just happened recently. Motherfuckers like murdering people. But anyway, they got in a fight when he was younger, and they got to fight this alley. He was beating the shit out of him, right? Like the dude that's in jail till he's sixty three. <laughs> He's fighting to do this in jail currently for his new murder. And they was fighting and the dude beating his ass and he ran off, right? And the dude picked up a brick. You ever seen the cartoons <laughs> where they threw the brick and the person, they threw the brick in front of him and the person ran into the brick? <laughs> That's what he did. I'm mean, a big brick. He just chucked that brick. And dude was just, and he just hit right his head, pop. And just laid about. That was the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. Like man. the perfect pass, dude. It was perfect. Like right in the numbers. Dude. <laughs> First of all, if you've never seen a brick hit a person in the head, it's not what you think. It's just a different sound. A it's brick, crazy. A brick hitting the skull is it's it's it it, it, sends, it, it sends chills through your body. You'd be like, oh yeah. It's like when you hear like like. <laughs> I was it's like that scene of me, myself, and Irene when he falls in the river and his head hits the rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I man. think he did. He, I think he did. Oh, I, I, I was uh, waiting for an Uber one night uh, right off of like 22nd Lammer, and there was like this, this two, two or three girls, and then this one girl was like happy to see this group. So she starts running towards him. She jumps on one, but she fucks up and falls off, and I hear her head hit the ground. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Whatever you hear. When I was, yeah. I was driving Lyft, man. It was this girl. Just drunk than a motherfucker, man. Her girlfriends, they trying to get some dick. They just give it to me. Say, take her to our daddy house. So they gave me some money to say, I'll take her to her father's house. I pull up. She was kind of talking to me at the end, so I'm thinking she's coherent, right? I pull up, and I'm like, we're here. She's like, okay. Oh, you hit The door open, and you hear. I'm like, oh, uh, face concrete. Uh, it's such a horrible sound. I'm like, oh, no. Oh. Dude, I ain't even looking at the like work, your work balls work. tingle, and it yeah. wasn't even like you're just sitting there yeah. like, oh, uh, like heard, everything I, just tenses up. I've heard that sound two times. One, I was running the Office Depot on Colfax, and I was like out back having a cigarette, and these two homeless fools were having a fight, mm -hmm. and one of them like jumped on him, and he just grabbed, picked his head up, and just went, Boo! and it's just. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's just a it's like a ripe watermelon sound. <laughs> but I've watched like, too many skate videos, and I've fallen off of too many bicycles. Mm -mm. Oh man! 
sent chills to your brain. Like, ah, oh, that's yeah. ugh, that's he did. And I mean, it's. I hate when that fucking happens. Then don't movie. bother with any yeah. of them. It's all bullshit. But I still don't think it, it has doesn't audio. have any sound. It's just. A- Ah! <laughs> what, what was that? What, he threw it off the, the window? <laughs> Is that a trampoline or something? <laughs> it's like a plexiglass window looks like. They were trying to break through with a brick. Can we watch that one more time? Yeah. Why he do it the second time? He's like, this is time it's going to work. I don't think he noticed it knocked out the first dude the first time. Yeah, man, we're clear. Get over here. Get over here. Did he just have another brick? <clears throat> Bam! And he doesn't notice, so he's like, okay, on. Uh, <laughs> he was right up on that motherfucker too, boy. That's amazing. Uh, the only time I ever fucked myself up like that, uh, I was trying to shoot. Oh, I built a snowman, and I was shooting the snowman with a BB gun. And I didn't realize that I built the snowman in front of a snowplow, and one of the ricochets came back and got me like right in the forehead. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no. <laughs> I was dumb. I, I wasn't a smart kid, dude. I learned a lot the hard way. The first and only time I was about to beat a girl up, <laughs> it was this fucking girl. We was playing around, right? You remember Nerf balls? You remember Nerf, right? Yeah, yeah, Had yeah. Had those soft balls. Oh, hell yeah. We playing around, right? I think it was like 16, 66 years old, right? I'm, we throwing Nerf balls back at each other, right? I'm banging in the head. Bink, bink, bink. She can't hit me, right? Well, I'm just smacking the ball away, whatever, right? So she get mad. So I'm like, I see you getting mad. So she... Black hood girl, she ridiculous when she get mad. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm done playing with you, right? Y'all, she, I had y'all remember McDonald's toys? I had a Fat Albert on ice toy. <laughs> okay, and it, right. had, it was a hard plastic toy with these little skates on them, right? So we done playing. I didn't turn my attention to something else. She had picked up the little Fat Albert on ice toy and then chucked it at my head. I turned right around into a bink right in my eye. Man, look, I was gonna beat up motherfucking ass. Boy, that <laughs> shit hurt so bad because the skate had hit me and cut my shit. Oof. I was mad to the motherfucker, man. That shit hurt so bad. That's where you just gotta like walk out of the house. Like, fuck, I can't be here. I can't be here. Uh, that was my house. I kicked the fuck <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. Well, fair enough. One or the other. I had a bad. I just, I used my, that was my thing. Kicking the motherfucker out, kicking the girl out. Get the fuck out. I never went to girls' houses. Oh, and they freak out too. They're like, that's the audacity. Exactly. Don't you go over there. Because the thing about their house, they ain't kicking you out. They're going to call the police on you <laughs> to come get you. Right. They'll give you the option to leave. I got the police. I'll just leave, bitch. Nah, I'm like, oh. That's why I laugh at like how they uh, talk shit about uh, white women for calling the police on black women. I mean, on black men. Because that's that's black women's, that's black women's uh, uh, bag of tricks right there. You know, it's actually, that's a, you just got me thinking about something. Is it not a weird escalation that, like, going back to January, we start talking about Becky's? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The uh, barbecue Becky. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they had all these names, and it was Karen. just, like, white women. Well, yeah. I don't think there's been a Karen yet, because it's always, like, Karen is, like, a whole, it's, like, the embodiment of all of it. There's also Susan's. There's Susan's, Yeah, too. right. But and we'll just listen off white women. Well, yeah, I've known a Deborah, Gertrude, <laughs> and Amanda. No, it's working in a retail. Judy Ray working in retail. Actually, at the store, man. Yeah, just people are just up, just ridiculous. So like they'll come but, back with some but, nickname about them. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. But we we started this year with a lot of like white women calling bullshit on black people. Uh-huh. Like however you that wants to play. And next thing you know, we have riots. Like I feel like white women are the reason <coughs> that they all felt empowered. It's like, oh wait, everybody hates white women. We can now do this. Nobody likes women in general. They don't. Women don't like women yeah. just because it's a competition thing, and men don't like women for what they do to us for pussy. And then, Fair. like I say, and like I say, it's. Uh, did we talk about this while I talked to somebody else about this? About like how women are trying to get. Women are trying to take this whole idea of being strong and independent. Is they're they're trying to take this. This this power that men aren't giving them willingly. It's like you're being forced to like like the WNBA. Like I like to watch girls basketball, but I like to see the girls that look like Lil Wayne and Manny Fresh play basketball. The ones <laughs> in the West Side of Chicago <laughs> in the rec centers, like they get down, they ball. Like these these fundamentally sound girls that's big and beautiful out there, they can hoop. Don't get me wrong, but if I want to see physical superiority. I'm going to just go watch the NBA. Somebody with like a killer crossover yeah. that just plays Somebody that's dirty basketball. Cross, like, not fuck. even dirty. No, just, I mean, just, not like just that way. Jump, just going to jump. A motherfucker that might jump over your head and windmill in the process. Right. Like, I mean, dirty in the sense of like, oh, the way that got you fucking faked him out. That's fucking dirty. Yeah. Like it. it. It's, yeah. If I want physical superiority, I'm going to go watch male yeah. basketball. So. You, but you're trying to respect, you're trying to force this respect to where it's like, you want me to put this woman on the level of this man physically, and no, I'm not going to do it because that's not, you. because you're not even going to do it. You're trying to take that from me instead of just being realistic, like, yeah, I play basketball, I'm very good at what I do against these other women, but I know I can't beat a man on my level of basketball playing. They want to be, I, I, I'll beat you. No, you do you won't. think there will ever be a woman in the NBA? It, it was possible with Brittany Granger. Yeah. It was very possible. It's a structured game. So definitely you could put a piece in there and create a system for her to thrive in. You could do that for anybody. That's why. That's how you create superstars. Anybody in the NBA really can be a superstar with the right mentality. They all have the ability to score and do all this shit. It's just who are you going to give the, who who has who has the green light to go out there and shoot 40 times a game and actually get 30, 40, 50 points a game. You know what I'm saying? But now that's the NBA now. It's it's opening up now. There's these the superstars are superstars, but now anybody on any given night can score 30, 40, 50 points. It's crazy. Yeah. Like back in the day, you had certain motherfuckers that you knew you had to worry about this person. Everybody else was just kind of role players. Now any given motherfucker, there could be a hot hand. Will torch your ass for fifty. Like fifty ain't shit in the NBA no more. Anybody can go out there and just get fifty. Yeah, because you know the player's gonna be like, "Yo, I got it tonight." And it's like, "All right, let's see." And if they hit those first four, you'd be like, "Fuckers got the hot hand." Like, but it's just we like can a, play with that. Is they're they're training people scientifically now. Like I was saying before, if you were good and you just had the the, the athletic know how, you were just better. That pushed you above everybody else. Everybody else, they just had them do drills to just learn certain things to do in certain situations to build him up, to it, protect him, to exactly Wayne Gretzky syndrome. Exactly. But now they're training everybody to do everything. So now the big men can shoot threes. The big men got crossovers now. The big men can run. Big men just couldn't jump. They were just fucking big. So they were just bigger than everybody else. But now these motherfuckers can jump. So now you have these motherfuckers that just, it's, it's, it's wide open. But like I say, that pushes the top end up too. Because now you got motherfuckers like James Harden. That dude is just, 
Like the the superstars are they're beyond belief the way they can score and the way they just make it look easy. Like James Harden, if you look at him, it looks like he's walking James, past can people. Can I see a picture of James Harden? James Harden, give him some give him some James Harden highlights. And also Curry, man, Curry can hit it from anywhere. The the, the shooting, yeah. they shoot from half court now, dude. Like it's not, but like not like in a heave it. Like oh fuck, it, it, yeah, it's it's, it's fluid. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like fluid. they stop and they pop. It's fucking insane. And I try like, to tell people it's like it's hard for me to like if you don't if you've never played and you've never tried to shoot a basketball, try to shoot a free throw. That's hard. Over two people. Yeah. yeah. But like Damian Lillard's shot that he made, I mean, he was like half court. Like you got to guard that guy at half court. Yeah. Okay. That was fucking just brutal. He didn't. He even stopped. Step back. Yeah, step back. He with the, counted to three. Excuse me, dude. So he wouldn't get a three second violation. <laughs> Excuse me, yank <laughs> and one. <laughs> It's too easy, dude. It's just it's too easy for him, man. Yeah. And he's strong as a fucking ox, and he don't look strong. Yeah. Yank. That's that's dirty. Yeah. Excuse me. That is an impressive, impressive level of skill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, man, it's 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 it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But you got to shave that goddamn sideburns, Mattingly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so now there's a weird question, and I apologize if this is dumb. I don't no, watch basketball. I watch, yeah. uh, is LeBron legitimately the currently the greatest, or is he just yeah. the most popular? No, he's he's the greatest. He's the greatest. Can I see some Dude. LeBron highlights? Because he like the first the first game in the playoffs, he scored ten points. So everybody's like, oh, he no one's ever no one that's supposed to be the greatest never scored that little in a playoff game. Now he's averaging 35. He's like, okay, that's fine. I'll go out and I'll score 40 points now for you. Yeah. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. That's that's how you know he's great. If he needs to go out and he wants to score 40 points, you can't stop him, really. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. Broke, broke his legs like his feet gave out. I love the dude in the background when he's like, yes. Excuse me. <laughs> you guys missed the one where the guy actually had his hand on the ball and he still dunked through it. What the fuck is Ernest Canner doing guarding him? That makes no sense. That was a switch, bad switch. Okay. Oh, excuse me. There you go. That, oh, God damn. Jesus. I'll tell you what, James Harden is a playmaker. Well, he's he's averaging nine assists this year. I'll give it to the other guy, too. He knew to pump. He was like, up, oh, wait for this guy to blow by me. Because Harden's fake was so good that this guy. Jeez, <laughs> man. He's been, dude, that's, that hurts you right in the pride when, like, you dude, get crossed I over, mean, man. His, it's his footwork, man. Yeah. People are so, they know that he can as easily drive it straight to the bucket as look, he can drop look, a fucking It looks like three. he's just walking right past the man, but there's so much skill involved in what he's doing. Excuse me. That is impressive. Yeah. Oh, six. He goes coast to coast. 
Jesus. He quick as shit. How tall is he? I mean, he's not quicker than D Rose. D Rose in his prime was. Oh yeah, D Rose is probably the quick one of the quickest people in the league. He can like oh. run up. Yeah. He can like run up the floor in like what five seconds? Yeah, something, something stupid. Like you're like Jesus. And he he jumped just his 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 vertical was silly. You had to imagine a guy with that much ability was gonna fuck his body up at some point. Well, that's he played it 100 percent every game, and you can't you yeah. can't play that to a degree. Yeah, that's. There's a. That's the thing with some of these guys. Like, they can hit him from. Basically, once you pass the logo on the middle of the floor, it's open. So, like, you have to guard this fucking guy yep. from there the whole way. And so he, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to. Because if I got that ball and I'm standing where that guy's standing. And I threatened to shoot. The guy would be like, "Go ahead, fucking shoot, dude. Like you're not gonna make this shit. <laughs> like he's not gonna yeah, guard dude, me. You got you yeah. got to guard people coming across half court. Now yeah, because they hitting him consistently. Yank. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still in awe of that very early one where he just broke the defender so bad that he had like time to like line it up, yeah. check the wind. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that would <laughs> like, hilarious. He broke the defense so bad that he had enough time to literally like pull grass up and be like. Okay, I'm I'm ready now. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no, I mean like look, LeBron can the thing with like LeBron, he can kind of shoot, but he's not like no LeBron. LeBron's been LeBron's worked on his shooting game, man. He's Has been he? hitting that three consistently. Yeah, he can like I say, he get out there, he do what he want. All right, we got anything at the end? This goes up tonight. Uh, I will. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, I have to research real quick. Ooh, I'm hosting Armstrong's open mic on Sunday. At oh, you gave up hosting duties. Uh, he's got to work that night. I got to work. What that is night. the official name? Is it X Saloon or is it Antero Hall? Antero. Yeah, just go Antero Hall because that's what's outside. Yeah, man. So I'll be hosting the open mic. It's Sunday. new ownership since the since COVID. The guy bought it like right before COVID, but he was already working there for a long time, and he bought it and. Then COVID hit. Ham was having a disaster. stroke or something. Tyree, Tyree, I suppose. If I can read this. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Tyree, the lady. Anthony Armstrong, quote, Why don't our buttholes fill up with water when we take baths? Are they airtight? Question mark. Lady running the show picks up other mic. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that made me so mad, dude. That's, I told y'all about that, right? When no. I was at the, no, I was at the Juneteenth show. So this was the first show. Back after the second shutdown of COVID, right? Right. That put me to this, uh, had uh, booked me to do this Juneteenth show in the park during the day, right? So we kept asking the people, right, hey, should we not say certain things? Is this like whatever? It's kids and everything. They're like, oh, no, just do what you guys do. We're fine. We know you guys can be this, that, and the other, right? And we're like, okay, right? So... I'm headlining. Everybody else get up there and say fucked up shit. Real fucked up shit, right? And I'm just like, okay, but you see people like people, certain people were enjoying it. Other people you could tell were like, oh, this is kind of whatever, whatever. And the kids were right up front like the whole time, <laughs> right? So I'm like, all right, they don't give a fuck, right? So I get up there and I'm taking it. E no, I, no, I didn't because something caught my attention. Something caught my attention and I did a joke about come up front. And it was hilarious because it was somebody in the audience that it was a funny, but I just went into like some weed shit. And so in the middle of this joke, it's a I hear something go behind me like, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. 
And I'm looking out. I'm like, the fuck is going on? So it's a lady in the back of me with like a little, uh, a little speaker and a microphone pretty much telling me to get the fuck off the stage. And at first, I'm thinking it's like a joke. I think she's fucking around, right? So I started laughing, right? And so she was like, just like trying to get the fuck out of here, right? And I'm like, I slowly start to get real mad, right? And I'm like, hold up. What is stopping me from ripping your fucking face off right now? <laughs> you this fucking close to me. I'm like, it's a lot of dudes out here. Or you could Did just... you ask that out loud? No, I'm thinking okay, in my head. Okay, I'm okay. Process- trust me, I'm process- I'm not that silly. I'm processing in my head, but I'm just like, if I got a screw loose, I'll fuck you up right now. It can't nothing stop me, nobody because I'm you're right here. So I'm gonna grab you before anybody can do anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, the audacity you think you just come up behind me. I left. I was just like, whatever, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? But it pissed me off because people's actually enjoying the show. Y'all was the ones. We asked them constantly, hey, hey, hey. And then we went through all the pussy, all the everything jokes. And then they get to me. I'm like, well, okay, y'all must really don't give a fuck. Hey, y'all ain't stopped it up to this point. Nothing. Everybody's, you know what I'm saying? You got the audience that's enjoying the other people like whatever. I get up there. Now, you want to come in the middle of my set? I was like, oh, that shit pissed me off, dude. I was like, let's fucking go, man. Uh-huh. Just left, but. Yeah, that's the whole thing with the whole... I mean, it thank sucks, you. but just the way yeah. he put it was fucking hilarious. Thank you, sir. Because that's all she kept saying. Yeah. Thank you, sir. It kept just nodding the head. Thank you, sir. I'm like, I'm finna knock your goddamn head off this shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in Loveland uh, at 965 East 11th Street at Dratz Brewery. Uh, it's a show. Headlining is... Uh, what is his name? Steve Gillespie. There we go. Andy Maine's also on it. Louis Beck. Brandy Boyd. So, yeah, it should be fun. It's going to be, uh, what day is that? It's going to be this Friday, so what's that, the 4th? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 4th. Right. Anything else? Negative. Negative. I think that's it. <laughs>